Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to a chapter of my life with author and writer, Mr. Dan Abrahams. Dan, before we get into the great season, 1971-72, let's have a a bit of your backstory, how you uh, became a writer, why you want to become a writer, and why you wanted to write this book in particular. Because if I was going to write a book, it would be probably the book that I would want to write as well. So I want to... Oh, that's that's lovely. Well, why I became a writer, long conversation with my dad, wasn't going anywhere, and he said, you know, I would have been an English teacher or a journalist, and I asked who drank the most. Said journalists, and off to university I went. Um, The long and short and all of it. Um, 28, I think I've been in the print since my mid-20s, I'm 53 now. Um, Stints all over the place, nationals, whatever. Longest stint, Sunday Mirror for about 10 years, loved it. Um, Sports journalist by trade, and I've done all the others, news, I've done all the sort of whatever areas of of journalism, but preferred the sport. Um, And just, I don't know, with the writing thing, I just... um, I think from writing things as a child, I just got on with it, and then set. Then it just went by the by, like everything else. Um, and then started um, writing sort of fiction pieces and stuff. And then was seconded, I suppose. That's probably the wrong word, but you know, just asked to do a ghostwriter, a, a rugby league book for a squadron leader in the RAF, who I befriended, a very good friend of mine. Um, and that went down a storm, um, sold out of its about seven or eight thousand copies, I think. Um, and then this one, I was with seventy one, seventy two. Just wanted to I'd have some self-published sort of fiction pieces um, and just had the season. It was just one of those things that had been there forever. I just had numerous conversations with my, my father, now, God bless him, who's passed away, and uncles, and just one of those seasons that just sticks in your mind from, I mean, everything. The, the, the Leeds United shirt with the Centennial FA Cup on. It's just, it's just everything that sort of seemed to be about this season. It, was, it just kept calling to me, you know. Um, so I sat down and and started to pen it, and then, yeah, it just sort of rolled on. It became uh, not so much a labour of love. It, it, I just loved doing it, yeah. um, writing it and so on, yeah, and it all sort of started to fall into place, you know. So I have pre-ordered we, and, the book. And here, and here we are. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very, very kind. Thank you. Yeah, I have pre-ordered it. How can other people pre-order it? How are you selling the book, first and um, foremost, because that's what we want to get across to people, well, buy your true. book? It's through pitch publishing. Yep. Um, so in, you know, major sort of uh, outlets, Waterstones and so on and so forth, and Amazon, of which it's in the, I think it was last week, it was in the top 20 new hot releases. Um, so it's a picture fairly big. So it, so it's it should be available all over all over the place, really, or, or just go onto the pitch, pitch website, pitchpublishing.co.uk, I think it is. Um, and, they, you know, they should go from there. But, I mean, a lot of people probably just order it through through Amazon, I suppose that seems to be the way nowadays. Um, but I know it's available through Waterstones and other sort of WH Smiths and other outlets like that, really. So, 
Um, yeah, 71-72, football's greatest season with a question mark, but it is. There's no question about it. <laughs> and when we look at the 1971-72, we're going to start at the beginning and at the end. Uh, Derby right. County won the yeah. league. Yeah, um, yeah. On yeah. 58... Having, lost, having lost their final game, which was a bit of a, a bit of an unusual one. Normally that sends the panic <laughs> button, been a panic going, but but yeah, so uh, go on, sorry, you obviously interrupt, interrupted, sorry. Was that game against Manchester City? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Rodney Marsh. And of course, yeah. yeah, City had had the City had, had the, the signing of, of um, yeah of Rod from from my club QPR. Yeah. Um, and as sort of been blamed for that, but to be honest, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but they'd had they'd lost. Um, uh, but he he went in there and he's towards the end of it. But they they were. I don't think it was. He he seems to want to take the blame for it. Which is a bit of a weird one, but if memory serves, they lost Corrigan. I think it was about seven or eight games um, when when Rodney turned up. Uh, three of those they'd lost. I think they'd lost three the previous run up to those seven games, and they lost three of that seven. He was banging them in, you know. Rodney was doing all right. He was scoring. I think he scored. He scored when they beat Derby in the, in the last game. Um, but it's just I think he he quite likes to take the fall for it for some <laughs> for some for some reason. I don't understand why. But yeah, and it was um, famously Leeds having played the the Centenary Cup final against Arsenal. Then two days later, was a player match that, that wouldn't go their way, and they wouldn't win the double. Um, which nowadays, I mean, two days. I mean, as a lifelong QPR fan, twelve days to give to Liverpool to play their final match after playing the European Cup match in the UEFA Cup final was is madness. But two days. Yeah, insanity, and it and it gives fuel to the fire that the FA hated Leeds, you know, and Revy. So uh, I mean, you, you you wouldn't think of that now; it just wouldn't happen. Would. Yeah, I, I don't think the FA did. If I'm playing no, devil's advocate, but really but, but I know the narrative would be. But, yeah, you know, and that really adds. That yeah, adds fuel but to the fire, but in know. those days of the seventies, and I've talked to a lot of um, players that played in the seventies because that is my era. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's where. I wouldn't say my expertise lies, but that was when I was a kid growing up mm-hmm. and started loving football and watching Match of the Day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't uncommon <clears throat> for any player of any club in those days to play over 60 games because we had oh, the yeah. Texaco Cup, we had the Watney's Cup, we yeah. had the Anglo-Italian Cup. We, <laughs> yeah. and, and the running to the end of the season. I remember doing a, a My 70s interview with uh, Paul Fletcher and I right. said, my word, Paul, you played something like nine games in 20 days at the end of your season yeah. Yeah. in 74. And and it wasn't uncommon. So no, playing, you know, playing yeah, that and squeezing it in, yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it was. But going back to Rodney, I mean, Rodney yeah. did go there. And there's a wonderful series that Dennis Waterman um, hosts and it's right. that match of the 70s I've, I've done yeah, it if yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're familiar with it and yeah. there's a the, the Rodney features in it in that right. season and Big Mal is saying when he come from QPR he, he just wasn't fit and, and right. he used to throw up after every training session yeah, I remember probably. Bernard Manning the comedian said of Rodney Marsh it was like a lighthouse in the desert he was big bright and useless <laughs> But but Rodney Marsh was the player then that if you're Manchester City and you're yeah. looking at a final piece of the jigsaw, it was yeah. Rodney Marsh and it didn't yeah. quite happen for him that no. season. I mean, they, they, they say they say that there was a lot of he would he would 
he would slow the ball up or wouldn't move it fast enough for the yes. way that City played and stuff like that. And you've got to think he was at a QPR tide then that was sinking. Um, I mean, you know, that was the end of that sort of famous side for us, yeah. under Alex Stock and whatever. Um, and, and and so he, he, he would have been the sort of prince and able to do what he wanted down there, really. I mean, yeah. he could have run the games at his own pace. So you, you, it's probably perfectly reasonable to think he turned up there and they were full, all guns blazing at City and he he was strolling about the pitch. But I think when you lose a keeper like Corrigan and stuff like that as well, it, it's probably not all his fault. But I, I do find it odd that he quite likes to put his hand up and go, yeah... It was me. I think <laughs> Which Rodney... is a very Rodney thing to do, I think. Yeah, yeah I think Rodney would always <laughs> like to be the pantomime villain, no matter yeah. what. He yeah. likes yeah. that, doesn't he? Yeah. He likes yeah. that attention, yeah. uh, Rodney. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Francis Lee, of course, one of um, his strike partners at Manchester yeah. City, uh, yeah. ran out um, the league's leading goal scorer with 33 that season. Yeah, I no, believe no. about nine was penalties, and Francis probably won most of them. Yeah, he liked to um, to fly through the air, shall we say. He was very good at he was very, he was good at taking them as well. Yeah, he was. So, you know, why not? I mean, it's in your armoury, I suppose. It's all within the it's all within the game, isn't it? So, it certainly... Yeah, no, it was, a, it, it was a hell of a season. It was a hell of, I mean, that, 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 I mean, just, I mean, some of the players, the management that were going up about it, you got Shankly, Clough, Revy, Allison. I mean, you know, these are, these are still heavyweights of the game now, if you know yeah. what I mean. Their names are so, so, I mean, an unbelievable sort of, Sort of people there back in their sides, and and the closest title race in history. I think it's still it's still valid. So it's it's you know pretty. It was a pretty, it was a pretty big, pretty stellar season you know, for those names. Um, and of course, uh, you know, uh, I mean, my favourite thing with Clough is is, is, the, is the, I mean, that, that was the start of all that, wasn't it? The start of the real sort of rise of him. And I always remember that. Uh, that I believe you may know this. I, I, I was actually sort of wanting to ask you in a way. It's a he gave that pre-match talk. Was it before the? The um the replay of the League Cup and against Liverpool and sat all the Forest players round in a circle with a ball in the middle and he walked in with about thirty seconds to go put his hand on the ball and said if you love this as much as it loves you you'll beat this lot tonight and they did and that's the best pre-match to coach management talk ever if my if it's true in my in my opinion so. <laughs> But that was Brian Clough. Brian would keep Clough, things yeah. very, very simple. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he didn't mix his words, as you say. No. The the those heavyweight managers that we had, and and Derby, as I say, won it on fifty eight. Leeds mm. second, fifty seven. Liverpool yeah. third. Uh, 57, Manchester City 4th, 57, you're absolutely <laughs> spot on, it was so tight, the tightest, and yeah. the reason why I would have loved to have wrote that book is it was my first football season, it was the first right. time that I started really watching Match of the Day, understanding yeah. Yeah. it, my team Birmingham City got to the right, semi-final okay. of the FA Cup, and oh, they well. also got promoted on the last day of the season with a Bob Latchford goal away at Orient. So oh, I was really getting into football. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. I mean, we've mentioned some of the managers, but some of the players that we had, ah. the King of Loftus Road followed yeah. um, uh, Rodney, yeah, Rodney in there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and Stan, there was a number of players that wouldn't pick up that number 10 shirt, but Stan had it. And he says, well, who's Rodney yeah. Marsh anyhow? Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then look what he went on to do. So, I mean, you know, well, I mean, that, that, those those mavericks, as they as they're known. I mean, this was the, the the start of that Rodney sort of being, you know, and Curry knocking around and whatever. But you still had, I mean, Worth Frank Frank, but bless him, passed away Frank yeah. Worthington recently. I mean, they were 
the the book is it's, there's so many bits with that sort of it's very sad to learn about the dementia side of it mm. stan and then just all these players are just wonderful players and then you get to reflect on the fact of that you know the, the england careers that just weren't and never did them any justice and so on and so forth but but they, i mean they were they were you know we had we had there were some fantastic players in that i mean in the summer liverpool tried to sign worthington shankly tried to sign worthington i've 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 can't never quite see him in that in that team. And I mean, I know they had Ray Kennedy who was a struggler, but Worthington was just a different league. I mean, that guile and skill, I never thought would have fitted into the the mechanics of a Liverpool side. But and, and he never, we never got to find out. I mean, they, they, we had we had those guys. I mean, there were there were other extremes. I mean, there's, there's Graham French that I mentioned in the book. I mean, the man was was I think the bet was he was to beat all ten out players on the pitch. Was he had a bet with somebody that and he did it twice. Only beat seven, so, <laughs> so went, went back and beat the others. Ended up being arrested for shooting somebody, um, and 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 never, you know, never followed sort of things from there. And I believe, well, I know this isn't. I believe as I was covering the book, he came out of prison and um, was told to go to Reading, and and, and Reading preferred a, a younger man who wasn't as wild called Robin Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and I know from listening to your podcast about Robin Friday. <laughs> So you couldn't have gone, you know, more, a more extreme version sort of thing. So, But again, those players, they had character. Oh, Every yeah. team had their characters. Yeah. And and yeah. whereas, yeah, OK, it wasn't the fact that the FA didn't like Leeds, but it was the fact that the England managers didn't like the Mavericks. Yeah, and more more so with, with Revy than Ramsey. Yeah. But yeah. they wasn't Ramsey players. When England won the World Cup, of course, he played without wingers. They were yeah. a very workman-like team. In yeah. fact, he yeah. was just really trying to integrate some of the under-23 players into the team when he got mm-hmm. sacked uh, yeah. in 1973. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that, would have been, that would have been Frank. That would have been, been worth it. Yeah, Frankie would Frankie yeah, played yeah. in that Portugal yeah. game, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, and that, so that was... Yeah, that was that side of that's when it, but they never, yeah, they just never got there. And 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 I, I always felt, I mean, you know, I've I've sat through the the infamous sort of Italy away game when Gentile wasn't particularly Gentile with with yeah. our man Stan, and 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 and, and I mean, it, it was carnage. They had some fantastic players on the pitch, England. No tactics, obviously. Trevor Brookin, Shannon, you know, I mean, Stan. It just, it, but it was chaos. It absolute chaos. I mean, running around everywhere. Giving each other, trying to sort of give each other the ball and work out where to run to, because there was no, you could tell there was no organisation in it. Revy just thought, well, I'll throw them all on <laughs> and see what happens, you know. And having not given them any chance, just sort of plucked them out and said, yeah, go to Italy. All right, they only needed a draw, but I quite clearly remember the ball being put through the stand and he's about to run in. And in my books, would have scored. And Jimmy Greenoff gets in the way. <laughs> what are you doing up here? You know. <laughs> Brian Greenoff, it was Jimmy's, Jimmy's book. Because he played centre midfield that day with Trevor Cherry. So instead yeah. of Hudson and Curry playing there, yeah. Revy decided that Greenoff and Cherry were better yeah. options. But yeah. that's, that was the, the common thread through the English national team where yeah. we... I mean, I do a regular podcast with Uddy, My Life, My Music, mm-hmm. and, and Uddy says the, the record that reminds him of those days is he's sending the clowns by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much what they did. Instead yeah. of sending yeah. in the top players yeah. and, and our yeah. maverick players that would have made a huge difference. And, yeah. and people often say, well, we never won nothing in the 70s. We didn't because we didn't play those players. Well, yeah, we let we the didn't players try. down. Absolutely. Yeah. 
we didn't try and, and how are you going to know unless you try but I, 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 yeah I mean I think, I think I think my my sort of issue with all that is that thing where people say well you'll never win anything with players like that I think that's a reflection on, on, on the players who aren't as good as the, as the mm-hmm. Mavericks. You know, just get them to step their game up and learn what's going on rather than just going through the numbers, you know. Which, but, but, hey, I mean, English football has always been that way and, and in some cases probably always will be. But that was, a, I mean, what a what a period and what quality players, you know. And we just, I mean, Huddy, you mentioned Huddy there. I mean, yeah, brilliant player. You know, Worthington, Bowles, Marsh, they're just, they're just a curry, fantastic player. I mean, I'm proud to say that we had all three of them in a row at Loftus Road. We even put Curry and Stan on the pitch at the same time. I think only we could do that. So, you know, which is a, we, have, we haven't won anything either, but we played those two on the same pitch for 90 minutes once. <laughs> but again, you don't mind not winning when you're being entertained yes, and they yeah. were the entertainers. How yeah. does the book open up? What's the dynamics of the book? Because you don't just touch upon the 71-72 season in England. No. You do no. go abroad as well, don't you? So Yeah, because yeah, there, sort of, there were gambling issues and bench fixing issues and all sorts of things across Germany and stuff like that. We, we'd, I like to... You know, the, the, the game was... I mean, it, it was a global game, and and, and there were some fantastic incidents going on. I mean, but it, but a lot of it, I, th- I think the reason why I went that way was I wanted to cover everything. I didn't I didn't want it to be a book about you know one sort of particular player, one particular you know even though it's about a season, I wanted to be about everything. Well, I cover five side tournaments in there, all the leagues, everything else. Uh, there's a notes from a broad section and stuff which covers it, you know, either international or, or uh, well, yeah, I mean, it goes as far as South America and everywhere, really. But there's um, it's sort of a DFB, you know, match fixing and, and all that sort of stuff, which I wanted to touch on. And 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 I just, there they seem to be so many links between our game and, and, and the game of, I mean, we, the game abroad. And you and we mentioned the Mavericks. I mean, Gunter Netzer is, is mentioned. Yeah. I mean, you know, what a player. Yeah. He didn't fit into the German team. So it, 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 it seems sort of started to, I started to realize that there's a, there's a mirroring itself across the world with these, with these incidents. And then it really started to fall into place that, that it was just excitement everywhere and fantastic things. And then unusual matches. I mean, we, you know, uh, Fritz, Tony Fritz going across to, uh, to having, having, Sort of sunk England for Austria, and then and then and then becoming an NFL kicker for the for Dallas Cowboys in, in in the season of the book. You know that's that. so. There was all these unusual points that started to crop up for me, and I kept thinking, oh, so the, the incident with Netzer was just just unbelievable. I mean, you know, he, he hardly played at all, and, and another number ten, which is which is which is you know some sort of a strange link with this whole thing. And, and so the games, as far I mean, and 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 of course with England not going abroad but we didn't need to we had the flair here we had the excitement here so i decided just to cover as much as i could and then all the little stories became bigger stories you know there's so many small pieces you just thought this is this is where the gold is i mean and 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 say the world's footballers came to us pele here with santos playing sort of trying to earn their money for paying for him you know playing at villa and whatever else 50 or thousand people there for for that sort of stuff you had cruyff kicking around and you know sort of so the so the the players were here. The the game was was on our doorstep as well, and we had our fabulous players. And and then there was so much going on within our own sort of league and everything else. It just seemed to start to unravel and and, and not, well just 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 reveal itself. And and I and I well I was like a kid in a sweet shop, really. You know, I mean when you've got that sort of sort of edit and and stories that are going on. Um, and then I wanted to try and attach it with some human sort of stories and, and, and started to ask kids who were around. I mean, I'm 
just a little bit too young, but I remember it and reading about the season and stuff like that, but to actually be sort of living it, like mm. yourself and whatever. So I started asking family and friends and, and older brothers and whatever, people's older brothers are coming down. It's just started giving me the stories, you know, Roy Race, the ABC One cards, um, the Centenary Cup coins, just uh, just the stories one after the other. I mean, my my favourite is the Action Man kit. Had to be changed from the Tottenham and West Ham so that the, the goal could be scored or cleared <laughs> in that particular game. One figurine, two kits, you know. And these are sort of things that 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 I then went through later on in life, but just seemed to be so had so much colour to them. Um, and I just shared yeah, this. I mean, just uh, completely fell in love with that side of it, and that really linked it all together for me. That really gave it the human interest side of it, as well as the the players who were gods from from Smithy and all that lot for Leeds and down the line, you know, to Stan, to start a Stan and stuff like that, really. So there was plenty for me to choose from. <laughs> you ref- you referenced Gunter Netzer and uh, yes. Gunter and Germany come to Wembley on the yeah. 29th of April 1972 yeah. in the uh, quarterfinal of the European Championships yeah. and uh, done a job on us. I remember yeah. as a kid watching that game and my dad pointing out, son, watch this fella, Gunter yeah. Netzer. Yeah. He's different yeah. class. And, and Gunter was, wasn't he? He absolutely yeah. run he, the show he, that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was the start of the of the however many years of hurt it has been. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, only just, it's only just started to, to go right. But you've, so, so there's that type of thing as well, which was just, you know, you could, you could, put a pin in any of this stuff and yeah. it links to today I, I found as well there's there's i mean like the england germany thing goes on i mean you've got you had the grounds i mean i mean look at the grounds i mean sheffield united had decided to uh, to get rid of cricket at their and their, their three-sided ground and they would have cricket played there in 71 um and then they wanted to sort of get rid of the three sides of it and put up a stand and the stand went up bankrupted the club the club was in trouble etc etc you're now going to lose goodison park Everton's gone. The church, the ground with the church in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All these mm. things seem to be, seem to sort of have some relevance to to that season, to the to the modern game. I mean, there was the referees' revolution. Um, I think I've actually put this written this down. The, the Shankly quote: "The trouble with referees is they know the rules, but they don't know the game." Yeah. Now look at VAR. Yeah. So this it just kept slapping me around the face. Probably just mm. so every time I looked at it, I thought, "My God, there's something." And I'd fall in and like a child, get in there to have my fill and. And then walk away and think, my God, that's this unbelievable. And the biggest problem is can't keep back and check fact upon fact because I kept thinking some of this can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. stuff can't be can't have been happening, but it was. It was every other game there was something amazing going on, you know. And so yeah, yeah, that really that was that's... that was the seventies. Yeah, but, yes. But yeah. with those 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 three in particular, Clough, yes, Shankly. Yeah. And Big Mel. Yeah. What free characters. Yeah. The press, it must have been like manna from heaven. Because they were all good for the sound bites. They were the king of the quotes. In fact, Malcolm Allison got a touchline ban in that season. And he says, he says, I've got a lifetime ban and a train robber's only got 25 years. (laughs) I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, he'd be in the bath, wouldn't he? With the, you know, with the girls, Malcolm and, you know, the fedora and the cigar. And they were larger than life. We had Ian Storymore who turned up at Derby. Then he ended up at um, 
Manchester United. Again, yeah. that was Brian Clough, young yes, man. Yeah, You've signed yeah. for um, for Derby County Football Club. Yeah. And like yeah. in Storymore, signed there, so he signed. The problem yeah. is the Forest uh, directors wouldn't sign for the transfer. <laughs> so so Cloughy, again, running his mouth and telling everybody that Story Moore was a Derby player, absolutely incorrect. Forrest wouldn't sign it. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. You know, a but crazy he, he, season. Yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't be he wouldn't be bound. I mean I am quite I'm very proud to say that the, the famous footy mouth footage, you know, with Cloughy. Yeah. Um, you know, you need bloody shooting from there, young man. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 My, my dad. My dad did that. My dad. That was my dad's footage. How oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. He was. A, he was. Um, Get in there. That's what I pay you for. Yeah. 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 You need bloody shooting. Yeah. He filmed that. Yeah. But but again, it's not the day, so there was a lot of links with the game yeah. from, from that sort of side as well. But know, so. but when Derby won the league, it's like, well, if the people from Derby don't back us, we're going to move everything lock, stop and barrel to another place where they will. But that was Brian Clough. I mean, yeah. people don't understand and realise what those managers were like. I mean, no. there's nothing. I mean, okay, you've got the heavyweights today. Klopp yeah, and Mourinho, yeah. if you like, yeah. um, Pep Guardiola. Yeah. You know, you've got the managers that come in here and Conti's sniffing around against. We know all the top managers, but they had got nothing compared to the managers of the 70s. I mean, they had more front and arrows, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, there's a lovely bit with... Um... When I, when I spoke to uh, to John Motson for, for the foreword, shouting away to me, he quite clearly, and again, another person, as soon as you mentioned, Cluffy puts his, his little impersonation, someone puts his impersonation, they had to ring him from sports night, and he was away with the team, I think, and they're taking him to, to, uh, to the Silly Isles. And it, of course, he's saying, oh, very nice of you to ring me, you know, Bob, oh, I was expecting you to call and all this sort of stuff, and milking the whole thing for, you know, like, oh, you, you've decided to call me, I'm only the winner of the league and Derby and all that sort of, just, just playing it all the way along. It's just, I mean, but aren't they fabulous? They're just, they're just fantastic characters, and I, I, yeah, I miss them. <laughs> and I think, I've been I able think to, we, I've we all walk do. around with them a bit, you know, in the book, I've been able to spend some time with them, which has been, which has been lovely, you know. We all miss them, and yeah. football isn't the same without no. them. And football no. will never be the same as what it was in the seventies. We had the first all English uh, European final as well in yeah. the Fair yeah. Europe yeah. UEFA yeah. Cup. Yeah. yeah, Wolves versus Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was there was loads of bits like that. I mean, little little pieces you mentioned. I sound like I'm mentioning Leeds a lot, but I, don't, I was just thinking about that. There, there were these matches. I mean, as well, but but there was. There was the, the the sort of the start of 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 the merchandising stuff with Leeds. I mean, tracks oh, tops with the names yeah. on the back and the garter on the socks and all this sort of stuff. I mean, you know, they they, they started that. But then, you know, that, that, that do you know? In the semi-final FA Cup, they did. Yeah, but do you know who started that for Leeds United? No, no. I, I was I was hoping. I was sort of thinking about it. So I, was, I was hoping you might know because Paul, whoever, Paul Trevelyan. Paul Trevelyan. Really? Paul Trevelyan wow. done all that. Okay. He, wow. That fella, <laughs> I'm telling you, he is an absolute legend and a genius. Yeah. And it was yeah. Alan Clark that told me that about right. Paul Trevelyan's input to Leeds United and what he'd done for Leeds United. Right. Absolutely. Right. And Alan says to me, because, of course, the, um, the League Cup final was Stoke City versus yes. Chelsea, yeah. Uh, yeah. George Easton. 
who've scored yeah. the uh, the winning two goal. Ones, two, two ones to the putters, but but surely it's the semi final that we have to mention rather than the final. Those Stoke fans would say, well, the final. But I mean that Bobby Moore in goal, mm-hmm. Banksy saving a penalty, saving a, a penalty, Bobby saving a penalty. That Bobby, I don't know him, and then and then conceding one. I mean, four the four games, and I've actually made the point to stat. There's 115,000 fans over four games. That's incredible. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And and, and, and of course, and Stoke won through. In the, and and I think they're called just, uh, the Sun reports that this is the, the greatest match I've ever seen. You know, and I'm not one to go over the top, but this was it. it had everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Bobby going, Bobby Moore going into goal, uh, and just just, and then of course, yeah, then they go through the final and, and win it two one. Yeah, for the first ever bit of bit of uh, silverware. And I think to this day, still the the only bit yeah, of, of sil- only bit. silverware, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, Alan Hudson was the closest person to George Graham when uh, George Graham, George Easton, when he scored and he wheeled away. In fact, Alan's got that picture up in his uh, in flat in Chelsea. Right. Because right, as, okay. it, as he didn't at the time, you know, we didn't appreciate it, but he was the next George Easton. Tony yeah. Waddington didn't buy Alan Hudson. He, he bought a young George Easton. So yeah, as, yeah. as George scored that goal and he was turning away, the next one to him, Alan Hudson, he was going to be filling his shirt. And, and Alan's yeah. dad used to take Alan down to Arsenal to watch George Easton when he was a right, kid. Right, he was right. one of his heroes. In fact, oh, he says, no. one of the hardest games I ever had was training uh, the day before the game against George Easton. What right. a player he was. <laughs> what a player. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that and it's so I, I, there's quite a nice little substance because I, I've obviously been contacting certain people from magazines for reviews and the magazine will remain nameless just in case the poor sod gets a bit more stick for it but they gave the, the book to a, the, one of their uh, reporters who's a Stoke fan <laughs> because yeah. they said it would, it would remind him of the glory days which I thought was a, a terrible thing to say but I hope it did anyway I hope it puts a smile on his face you know? <laughs> I think it will always put a smile on the face of Stokies because it was you yeah. know what a team that they had in them days yeah. they had yeah. a great team and then it got better when Alan Hudson joined yeah they yeah. almost what would you know? yeah right. they almost I mean I think they finished fourth of the year the one season and yeah. um, yeah. had it not been for four broken legs they could have gone on and won the league and yeah. and they were very close to um really getting amongst the the, mm, the, mm. the top dogs the perceived top dogs yeah, in yeah, English yeah. football yeah. but well, back in in those days damn we had we had loads I mean Everton yeah. won the first one in the 70s yeah but we had Stoke City were up there Queen's Park Rangers were up there Sheffield yeah. United Derby County yeah, won it yeah. a couple of times you know we had so many Ipswich Town of course was in yes. the great side. we probably had Eight or ten that could have won any yeah. of those leagues, yeah. any yeah. any of those seasons in yeah. that decade. Yeah, I mean the only so you're absolutely right, and that's what made it so exciting. The yeah. only real sort of bit that again that struck me with with the seventy one seventy two was that this was really the sort of the start of the of the big guns. I mean Liverpool and, and, and whatever else from there, and it was it was a sort of the steady. Rise of those of those sort of clubs, and and again, I think I think with the four teams battling it out would have been the the last time for you know for whenever that that that, that happened. I mean, Liverpool, QBR was two teams, and so on and so forth. So it started mm-hmm. to get whittled down. But you're 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 absolutely one hundred percent right. There was always a team that wasn't a Manchester United, an Arsenal, a Liverpool that, that came through. Ipswich kicked my lot. Ipswich being definitely being one of them. Sheffield United. I mean, yeah. they were. They were brilliant that season, and and and, and 
So, so that it's just again, just just more exciting, and 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 I'd, I'd, yeah, and everybody sort of yeah, everybody had a chance if they if they got stuck in or, or played with flair as in as with, with some of the some of the clubs did. I mean, a Sheffield United team to have Tony Curry in is 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 now now they're seen as a workman like team. But to imagine having Tony Curry pinging the ball about all over the place, completely opposite to what they're seen as now. You know? But Manchester United oh, wanted Tony to replace Bobby Charlton. Is that right? Yeah, Tony wouldn't go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And you do mention uh, Trevor Hockey in yeah. uh, in your book as well. Smelliest yeah. feet ever. <laughs> the smelliest feet ever. <laughs> Tony Curry used to room with uh, Hockey. I mean, right. what, what he said, the man, what, a, man in love. what a great lad he was. Right, and yeah, he said, yeah. what a player he was as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. interior of his car was something like the Tony Cut. You look at the interior. I think it was like <laughs> velvet interior. He was, oh, oh, he was a real kind of extrovert person. Yeah, but yeah, TC yeah. did say, yeah, absolutely, smelly his feet. Oh, right, besides, right. they were a great tournament. And and again, on sports night, because sports yes, night was such yeah, a popular programme, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, used to get a lot of coverage of that. I mean, I think I think that possibly is the second piece of film we've ever won at, at QPR. But yeah, that was, and all of it seemed to, and I wanted to get that in the book. I wanted to get sort of, you know, just as much lot of those things in because they were you know even down to quiz ball and things like that these were taken what these were taken quite seriously you know yeah. i mean would flock because you you didn't have it wasn't blanket coverage now you couldn't you couldn't see football all the time and it was you know a lot of people didn't still didn't have telly so to get yeah. anything football related was 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 great you know and and, and that sort of I, I, you know, I, I just wanted to tap that in and get that across and show the sort of you'd, you'd pile around somebody's house to watch watch a match and you know and just be thankful that you got the highlights package or the fight side thing or whatever it would be you know there was something and there was a joy in it so now i think people sort of expect it to be to be on or whatever and and, and it was just a different yeah i mean obviously a different era but just a different feeling really but again me. black and white tvs we had in yeah. those days 72 yeah. was my first fa cup final that i watched right. um watch it around my aunts in color we hadn't got yeah. a color tv and right. and alan said to me scoring the winning goal in that centenary fa cup mm-hmm. final mm-hmm. was yeah. was an absolute joy because no, it was the one know. and the queen was there and and he said as the as the ball had come over from mick jones as he crossed it yeah. it was going to volley it but the ball, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ball just dipped, so he threw himself at it. And the diving header, but yeah. um, he oh, he God. got caught with um. I think it was Simpson. He trod on his fingers on right. round about the halfway line. So if you want to rewind that and look at it, and then he seen Billy running past him, and he thought, well, I better get into the box here. Yeah. Billy Brennan yeah. is running past him, but um, <laughs> but yeah, again, phenomenal stories in that Leeds team. I mean, yeah. what a team they oh, were! I mean, what a and, team so they were, and, and but also there's something admirable about that type because they they failed, if you know what I mean. They didn't win everything, they didn't, but they were in they it. They were going with a treble though every yeah, year. That yeah. was a problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was it was amazing that, that, that something something makes them more human to me. That, that you know that they that they that they didn't win all the games and whatever. Which I don't know. There's something something more impressive about that. I can't quite put my finger on it, but, mm. but I mean, in that match, poor old Jones was <laughs> busted up at the end of the game with his yeah. gone and carrying him up to, 
<laughs> just even then it didn't end you know the drama was carrying on and the, and the famous stories were carrying on you know it, it sort of it, for some reason life was cramming as much stuff as it could into that season sort of thing so, absolutely you know. in the foreign games the 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 um the italians in particular what a load of dirty what's it they were yeah. i mean cluffy had had his problems hadn't he i don't yes. want to talk yeah. to you you're a load of cheating bastard yeah, right. slam the right. door against your mentor yeah. <laughs> and that was it that was cluffy was right. yeah he was, was right. in yeah, fact was capello right. capello spat in the face of um phil parks when right. yeah when they played um juventus the right. walls went over to juventus and played yeah. in fact they took john charles with them wow. Yeah, to uh, to Juventus. Jim McAllog, uh played in uh, in that final. We've got right. a book out now, Wembley wins and Wembley woes. But right. um, yeah, Jim Jim was telling me and Kenny Hibby as well. To be fair, the story of John and and as Jim McAllog recalls it, they um, they had gone out just for a stroll around Turin. Right. Going into like all the shops and you know having a feel of what it was like. Word got round that John Charles was in town, and Jim right. said as we were walking through these streets, windows were open and it was Charlo, Charlo, and, wow. and they, and they absolutely adored it. He was yeah. the king yeah. of Turin. While John Charles was in in Italy, he was second only in popularity to the Pope. Right. Yeah, and Capello, by the way, never comes to return. They get the money, you. Strangely no, no. enough. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I don't, Well, I mean, you talked about the the overseas things. I mean, one one thing was just a delight to to to, to put in the book was the Aldo uh, Aldo Poi goal, you know, for, for Rosario Central. I mean, I mean, this is it's just the most. It is without doubt the most celebrated goal of all time. And, what uh, and is it, though, Dan? Because because it was their first piece of silverware, and, and oh, yeah. it just it just it just it, I mean he he quite rightly said that they will remember this goal for the rest of their lives, and you know the fact that it's still being celebrated is something. But it was their first. It was that was it. He got them through to the final. He 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 scored the the Palomita diving header against yeah. Newell and got them through for the uh, Argentine National Championship, and then they won the final against San Lorenzo to San Lorenzo two one to get their first bit of silverware. But he's, that goal, I mean, they've, they, they, it's annually celebrated when it, you know, on, on December the 19th. They moved Christmas Day to uh, uh, July for his birthday, <laughs> which is his birthday. So they celebrate Christmas Day when he was born. I mean, and it, it, the lunacy carries on. I, 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 in 97, um, Che Guevara's son, uh, who was a Rosario fan, uh, recreated the goal was part of this recreation of the goal that happens annually and stuff like this. I mean, the thing is, it, it, it was a joy to write that, you know, yeah. and that, that, they're the sort of things, that, as you say, that story that links in with, with, with the speed of the song and so forth, they just, it just seemed to constantly reach out and touch other things and other stories. And you think, this is insane, this story with Poi. And this, and, but it's fabulous. It How did you come across really that really. story? Just stumbling across different bits. Someone might mention something to me. I was asking just researching the research was 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 heavy and and a lot to, a lot with it um and just watching hours of watching videos and updates and suddenly something would crop up and you think hang on what's that and make a note and then go back and research it and so forth so it was just that sort of thing you know just those i mean we had there's been a lot of um um things oh god i forgot his name now um that that, that, have, that have gone i said well frank frank worthington 
passing away. Um, Adams, the the French, uh, the you know, the sleeping um, footballer, you know, Jean Pierre. Uh, I'll get his name. Sorry, my brain, my brain's gone into. I'm still thinking about still thinking about Aldo Poy. No, uh, he was the. He was a French. Bear with me. I'll, I'll get it while we're in the chat. He's a French defender, fabulous player who had um, went for a sort of a minor operation at the end of the season and ended up the blood clot and spent thirty odd years in a in a in a coma. Really? He died recently. Yeah. Give, give us give us a minute. I'll have a look. I do apologise. I should have it to, to hand, but I'm, I've only made a, a few scraggly notes. Um, it's more than me, mate. Well, <laughs> they, they, so, yeah. So these 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 sort of things that, that started to crop up, and they say with the poi the poi thing, but just and then so I'm reading this about this thing and what how they celebrate and how they move and then then you stumble across things sort of an Esther Guevara the youngest son of the freedom fighter Che Guevara yeah. celebrates the goal and you think how on earth you know it, 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 but it just seemed to want to work it just seemed to want to fall into my oh Jean yeah, Adams yeah Jean Pierre Adams so uh, he just died recently he was, he was a, a French footballer for uh, for uh, Nines who when it's a fantastic international with the I mean Beckenbauer crazy as this player's you know just a superb defender and they're going to be fantastic when it's a minor operation uh the anesthetist made a mistake a routine knee operation and then and then spent the next sort of 40 years in a coma and I've, I've mentioned that piece about that because it links about sort of other sections in the book and and then he's passed away so we had to sort of go oh crap we better update that you know so, so there's been a lot of these things and frank coming up with with poor old stan going through what he's going through and mm. Sort of currently joining in the trying to get a stand named after Stanley, Loftus Road, and stuff like that. But all these things, it just seemed to keep linking back into the book. And and it's, it was, I don't know, something was probably telling me that it had to be written <laughs> somewhere along the line. Something was pointing that. There were too many things that that that, that, that needed to be brought back, you know, and and and, and, and spoken about, I think. You know. Goal of the season, 71 oh. 72. Well, you want me to give you it, or are you going to tell me what it was? It was a cracker, wasn't it? What <laughs> yes, a cracker. Of course it was. Of course it Pat, was. Pat Howard said, it, it whizzed past my ear, and I thought, hang on, that's got half a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. what a thing, what a thing. But going back, the birth, the birth, you know, the birth of that, and that, that was the birth of John Watson. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, so, so it's... Uh, yeah, and, and he mentioned that. I, mentioned, I chatted to him about it before. He said he, he spent the night... After that, sort of listening with with the players and and, and you know going through it all and, and sort of just was his, the start of his of his career really. It was it was it was meant to happen. It was it was only going to be. He only covered the game as an yeah. afterthought. They said, "Oh well, come on, we won't worry about that." Blah 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 blah. So, you know that they won't get through. And then Bosch, it did. And he was he was you know I mean right. So in the forty says, "Oh, it, someone turned someone turned around to him and said, oh, it'd probably be two 0 to Newcastle.' Well, mm. it wasn't, was it? No. And as he puts in that, Ronnie Radford's goal changed my life. You know, so it's so it's yeah, it was. Um, yeah, sorry, he'd driven Ricky George up there for the game and then spent the night with Ricky George listening to American Pie. He said in the evening it was a big single of the time. Um, and and so that again that sort of became. You know, something that, that that tied into other things that just it's just kept rolling. It just kept rolling. So, yeah. I mean, it's just something that struck me that we we're talking about. Um, that I, I, I want to cram him as much as I can. Bless him, Stan. And um, and and I know you had a, an interview with with um, Malcolm McDonald. Yeah. And chatted with him about some bits and bobs. So so there's the there's a there's even a little link there because in the the pinks, you know, the, the football pinks that come after matches and stuff like that. And the uh, and the and the final um, 
pink for the uh, for the Newcastle Evening Chronicle went back to Supermax first game. Yep. And that was the that was the tribute cover that they placed on it. And of course, there's the famous photo of a bet with that, that Stan had had with with Supermax when he went past him, having scored a goal in the last minute to to either win the game. And he's laughing at McDonald jumping up. Yeah, and down it's a great a, Yeah, it's a fantastic. They'd had a bet, hadn't they? And then McDonald won the money in the end because Stan had broken his leg, I think. But he still took the bet. But they, who would be the, the leading goal scorer? He never but got paid. Think, no, no, of course he didn't. It would have been, <laughs> Stan, you owe me 500 quid. Come yeah, in, I'll help you look for it. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. Yeah, Stan yeah. never paid out yeah. any yeah. bet. But no, I think no. they had an individual bet that day. Uh, right. which certainly did when QPR played at Newcastle. Because yeah. yeah. I think Shanksy had to stay up there and collect the winnings. <laughs> they, they, I mean, them <laughs> boys would bet on anything. Oh, yeah. Don yeah. Shanks and Stan Bowles, yeah. absolute Queen's Park Rangers legends. Yeah, definitely. But to answer, it's, I thought that was, I just thought even there, these things still tying. So, so we've got Paul Stan now, you know, with Woody's and it still links in, goes back to sort of the, the, the pinks that, that were that were huge in those days. And, and it, it just seemed, and of course, that then goes back to McDonald's sort of first match with a hat trick against Liverpool in that season. It was just strange. I don't know how to describe it, really. I Did, was you very that, it. Did you hear the story about that? Did you hear the story about that hat trick? No, go I mean, what uh, that that was, as I say, it was it was Malcolm's uh, debut. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and scored scored the hat trick, but uh, yeah. they was uh, singing Super Mac, um, Super Mac superstar. How many goals have you scored so far? <laughs> and and he said and it inspired me to get my hat trick goal. But wow. Ray Clements, Ray Clements, he um he he had a goal kick, right? That was quite poor. And yeah, Malcolm yeah. latched onto it. Clem come out and give him a right shoeing. Yeah. And Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm said he he done that on purpose because he didn't like players scoring hat trick past him. <laughs> but Malcolm, Malcolm got knocked out and they had to take him back to the right. uh, treatment table. Yeah, yeah. And when he woke up, Malcolm said. Do you know, I've had the weirdest dream. I just scored three goals against Liverpool. <laughs> said, Malcolm, you did. But yeah, he was yeah, he got a right classer in. Brilliant. But what a, what a legend Malcolm McDonald was. Yeah. And of yeah. course, while yeah. we're talking on Stan, arguably the worst competitor on Superstars uh, ever. But the best. Oh, if absolutely. You know, absolutely. absolutely. I, don't remember, I don't remember anything about Superstars apart from that. Oh, he's just. A, I mean, the, time, yeah. I mean, the shooting was was tremendous, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a yeah. little bit like Only Fools and Horses, Dalboy, when he yeah. was doing the uh, the clay pigeon and he's moving around with that gun. <laughs> I think Stan picked it up and he shot the table, didn't he? <laughs> he shot the table. Yeah, yeah he shot the table, and then he rolled the canoe, nearly drowned yeah, himself yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, and it, and it, uh, apparently he said, "Oh, I can't do any of this heavy stuff because I've hurt my back." Yeah, he yeah. Didn't want to do it, but he just got hammered the night before and, and was just hanging over to. <laughs> to buggery. That was Donald. He could, come on, Stan, we can earn a few quid here going to yeah. superstars. But it, it was just, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it as bad as what you can. But Stan had that personality yeah. that he could yeah. just pull it off. I mean, yeah. there's very, very few players like Stan Bowles. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't think people understand how fantastic a player he was and how big a character. And he ended yeah. up in the old Bailey as well, didn't they, in the 70s? Yeah, he, he, got, he got into all sorts of scrapes, didn't he, with the quality streak gang and all sorts of bits and bobs. But he didn't care. Oh, yeah. he, no? That was just him. He just went, oh, they're my mates. I like hanging around with them. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, he did say at one stage, well, I earn more more money off the mob than what I do yeah. playing football. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But he, he, again, just that larger-than-life character, Stan yeah. Bowles and, yeah. uh, and, and Don Shanks, and blimey, them two boys, they then half get up to a lot of no-good stuff. But... Well, exactly, and that, that's part of the folklore of uh, at, at, at Loftus Road. I mean, those, those you know, the, the names are still... You know, hailed today, and and, mm-hmm. and so they should be, and and that that sort of that 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 whole era, as you said, the seventies just had it, and the seventies didn't have it all, and and maybe the fact that we weren't playing in, in international competitions made it better. I don't know, maybe it made it more ours, you know, and, and closer to home and more personal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but uh, as I say, it was just just enjoyable and just just so enjoyable writing this book i just i just wish everything else was this enjoyable <laughs> and, in, and in stan's just, you know, book stan says oh. him and shanksy we were like two cartoon characters that went yeah. through life leaving a trail of destruction behind yeah. us yeah i i i've never i mean you, you know you want to read a book you can't you don't read it you're laughing it's one of the best books i've ever read in my life it's, it's absolutely brilliant isn't it you it's just spend the whole so time funny. laughing yeah and all right, it might be some of them might be tall yarns, but who cares? They're brilliant. It's brilliant to read. But again, I think it's like the Robin Friday book. You know, there are stories about Robin Friday that there's there's not many people that can say whether they were true or or not. Right. There's right. there's not much validation on stuff that Robin Friday did. But yeah. people that know him say, yeah. well. It probably is true knowing him. Some of the stories are true, and I think with the same as Stan, some of it might have been embellished a, a little bit, but, you, but you, probably but you want not. Him to be true. But probably but you want not. Him to be true. Absolutely, yeah. No, yeah. yeah you want, you want. I mean, you know, these are, this is this is an era. I mean, we take we, we mentioned. I mean, it, why not talk about the Mavericks because they were just wonderful. But you talk about like Frank Frank Worthington. I mean, Frank Worthington. Was was told by we went went away came to Liverpool high blood pressure for the for the signing was sent apparently. away uh, yeah apparently <laughs> sent away and they said right well, you need to go away and look after yourself your blood pressure's a bit too high I think I think he had some sort of liaison with a, a Swedish woman and her daughter or something like that, or a sister drank himself mad came back and his blood pressure was higher than it was when he went away. And the club sent him away on a holiday so he got so he could relax. But where did they he send care. Frank? He didn't care. Oh, it was old beef, was it? No, they sent him to Magaluf. That's <laughs> it, Magaluf. He went to yeah, Magaluf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Frank, because I said to Frank, I'd interviewed Frank, and I said, Frank, was it high blood pressure? He said, Yeah, it was high blood pressure, son. And yeah. give me a wink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, but that whole, just even that in itself, that, you know, that would have been the biggest sort of transfer of his career. Yeah. No bother. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life. I'm, and of course, that that transferred onto the terraces. The fans knew they were enjoying themselves. You know, and all the clubs had those players. And, and if they, you know, even if they might not have had the Maverick, they had the player that made them smile. And that's, I think, really, I, I hope and I believe that anyone that flicks through 71-72 will smile a lot and they'll think, I wish I was back there. And for me, really, it was a pleasure to be back there, to be able to spend hours and hours and hours over the last sort of four or so years back where, you know, the times were better, really, for me. And, and it was full of fun and, and, and also madness on all sides. Absolute madness. I mean, you, you, you quite correctly say it was a lot of black and white TV, but bloody hell, the football was colour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and and you, you know, QPR are trying to get that stand. I wouldn't name a stand after Stan Bowles. I would name Loftus oh, Road. Wow. 
yeah. after yeah. Stan Bowles. Because yeah. to yeah. this day, and I think if QPR go for another 200 years, they will never have yeah. another yeah. player like no. Stan Bowles Absolutely playing right. for right. them. He was yeah. just, as soon as I ever think about Queen's Park Rangers, yeah. it's Stanley. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I mean, would love to see all grounds with stands named after Hudson, yeah. Bowles, yeah. George, yeah. Worthington, because yeah. those players should never, ever be forgotten because no, they were right. special. Absolutely. And that, 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 I mean, that just, it's, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's, yeah, for us, he's synonymous. I, mean, I saw someone the other day, someone was saying, oh, we would struggle to keep a player like Stan Bowles now. We would never sign a player like Stan Bowles now. It yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. It wouldn't happen. So and it won't happen in my lifetime again. So, you know, why not? Why not remember those? And they were and they were beautiful players. Just beautiful to watch. And just a joy, you know. It makes your heart skip now when you think even thinking about them or when you're lucky enough to watch, as you say, the Dennis Walkman programme or a big match revisited or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a friend text me the other day, West Ham QPRs on. The pit you can't see the pitch, it's a tiny bit of grass in one corner, yeah. Stan is magnificent. Yeah, you've got Bonzo on the pitch. They're just brilliant players. But the, the Mavericks, it's, it's, he was on form that day, you know. And you think, on a pitch where there's not one blade of grass on it. <laughs> and of course, in 73, after the FA Cup final, when Sunderland were parading it, Stan uh-huh. had a bet with Don Shanks and he'd knock the FA Cup off its pedestal <laughs> yeah. and he did. Yeah. Which he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless him. Absolutely brilliant. But, but again, you yeah. wouldn't get that today. Back in no, the 70s, wouldn't. the players were on the front page, the back page, and yeah. they were on news at 10 as well. That's I, what they I were was, like. Absolutely. I mean, I was watching Porridge the other day, and there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a I don't know what it is, a red top of some description, the sun or the mirror, whatever, back page, bowls flare up, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they're reading the soul, you know, and you think, yeah, that was it. That was the times, you know, and it just... Yeah, it, 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 it's sadly gone, but it's not because it's 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 in my book. But but the, but <laughs> for the players, one season only. <laughs> but yeah, but the players would be on Morecambe and Wise shows. Yeah. They would be yeah. on Parkinson. They would yeah. be in the TV because I mean, back in them days, we only had three channels, of course. Yeah. But the yeah. footballers were were on there. They they were in our living rooms. They were yeah. in all the magazines, the girly yeah. magazines. Yeah. Well, I don't mean girly magazines like no, that. I know what you but mean, I mean no, like Jackie, like because my sister had had you know magazines like Jackie. Footballers yeah. are being that. Footballers are being looking. They would do promo shots with yeah. you know a page when well, it wasn't so much page free in there days but a pretty girl with bowls i mean that he had that yeah. photograph when he had next to nothing on didn't he yeah yeah and there's a visit with raquel welsh in the, in one of the kits and all this sort of stuff she oh, turned up yeah. at chelsea you know that's it but yeah, yeah. says i always give us he failed it with with raquel <laughs> you know but, but again it was like dicky darling one of the directors at chelsea in that long room at chelsea yeah. they had a-list stars that would turn up yeah. at chelsea and down the king's road you ain't yeah. got the King's Road now. It no. was a different time. It was yeah, those yeah. were halcyon days. We yeah. will never ever see anything like the seventies no. again. No, no, never, exactly. sadly, sadly. No. Any favourite no. story that that you um, that you discovered? A little nugget that you didn't know before. Uh, I think I think the I think the Poi story and, yeah. the, and the French and the French story. I think especially the link with 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 with. Um, with uh, with Robin Friday, I think that that really that 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 was I think that was and and he's royalty down there, you know, he's for he's, he's royalty down there and 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 and, and then I think the Poi one really 
really got me. And and just the, the other bits was just the the transfers again. The, the the things I mean, you know, Alan Ball going and and all these sort of these transfers. Asia Hartford, another one like Cluffy's. You know, trying to trying to get him. Revy announced him, and then announced him in the channel that he wasn't. It was a heart murmur, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and again, the same as Clough. Revy was obsessed with getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they, he was, they, they announced him over the tunnel. No, Revy had said to everyone, yeah, he's, he's signed. That's it. But I think they were playing. Yeah, Leicester. And, um, and, and over the tunnel, but no, he's not going to be here tonight. Um, in fact, he's not signing for us at all. <laughs> 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 it just bits like that, that really. But I think of all, I think, the biggest thing that gave me the biggest joy of that would be the, with the Aldo Poi. It's a goal, I think. Yeah. I just think there's something truly magical about that. Yeah. And there was an age, it was almost an age of innocence, wasn't it? You know, yeah. before the commerciality coming to yeah. football, like that at Leeds United, that wouldn't have happened today. With Brian no. Clough with Ian Storymore, that wouldn't have happened today. And I no. think it's a shame because those are things that, that we still remember 50 years ago. We also yeah. remember the yeah. European Cup finals and yeah. Ajax being the crack team. In, yeah, uh, yeah. in in Europe in them days, and then yeah. of course it was Bayern Munich before the English oh, club yeah. started kicking in. Yeah, in and seven. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's and that's insane. I mean again that I mean Mr. Clough, back to back. I mean that's unbelievable. That story itself. That is just I can't you can't even begin to. But it's basically a second division team. Yeah, you can't begin to get your head around that at all. And he nearly did it with Derby as well. I mean he was cheated one step away. You know, so yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, it's incredible. Go, go and go and get him pimples now. The goosebumps now, even even just thinking about some of this stuff. You know, so well, I can feel it coming through the phone good, here. Good, it is, yeah, it is genuinely now. It was a joy to write it. A joy to write it. It really was. And I can know. feel another book coming on about another season. Of the 70s. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're the writer, yeah, but yeah, but well, you can't you can't just leave it at the 71, <laughs> 72 season. You have to write another one. I would love a book, you know, with every season because I've got yeah. all the FA Cup finals of right, the uh, of the seventies. Right. Yeah. So I would love a book of every season. You know, yeah. documented and the tables and how things went yeah, about and yeah, international yeah. games, how the foreigners and lovely story out there in Argentina because they're very anglicised, aren't they? Yes, Argentinian yes. Yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. That's the other link with all this stuff. And I mean you mentioned Juventus. Was it was it was it West Brom gave Juventus their kits or Newcastle gave Juventus their kits? I mean it, it, and, and in it South America Corinthians. That was not scanned. That's not scanned to the old lady. There is a lot of that, like the links in, but yeah, especially in South America, there is, there is a lot of that, as you say, the anglicised thing to it. So, but yeah, it, uh, well, you never know. We, we, we will see. I've got, I've got, I can't say what the idea for the next one is. I've got an idea for another one, but, but uh, we'll, we'll see at the moment. I'm just uh, hoping, hoping 71, 72 sells well and, and, and get, some, get some nice feedback. So, um, it seems to have so far, it seems to have so far, as I say, being in that sort of top 20 of on Amazon and stuff like that, it's it's it's, it's lovely. It's a, it's a lovely sort of pat on the back to, to get that and put a big smile on my face. So um, if it if it sells well, it's out October the 18th. If it, if it starts to sell well and sells well, who knows? But yeah, there is there is plans for another football book in the, in the pipeline. So, but uh, but what's what's this space? Well, on the 18th of October, the postman's going to deliver it. It's going to come through the letterbox, <laughs> and I'm going to look at it, and and I can't wait for it to come out. Oh, and um, I can't wait for any football book of the 70s no, no, to no. come out. And when I first heard of, of this book, I thought, wow, wow, 
a book no, of my favourite season. It's no. just like manna from heaven. It's that's just happened. that's really admirable. Thank you. It's not that's, that's really lovely to hear. That's, that's really that means a lot actually. Uh, and I, I hope there's a few. I hope there's a few more people like yourself. I'm sure there is. I hope there is. I hope it gives you know Stoke fans and whatever Luton fans and everybody else a big a big smile. You know. Well, we started uh, the podcast of how you can purchase the book. Yes. Yeah. We're going to end it with how can people link up with you, engage with you, and you've got a lovely uh, Twitter feed and you're on yeah, Facebook yeah, as well, you, you, and they yeah. can look at different things, what happened, for instance, yeah. on this day in 1971. Well, it would be 71 now because it was 71-72 season. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah fantastic. So, watch your Twitter yeah, and Facebook. How can I'll, people I'll just, I'm just trying to look at it now. Oh, I do apologise. I'm having a bit of a breakdown with that. I mean, on my website itself, I've got a... Uh, just dpabrahams.co.uk. Um, have you got the time? I've got the... I should have it written down. I haven't got it written down. So. Well, the easiest way is just Google. Can I post it to you? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Can I Google Dan Abrams. I think it's 7172 at 7172, the greatest season. And um, it will be up on my socials, so it ain't a problem. And I do share things because I like to get people involved. And I want, I want artists, I want writers, I want people to engage and buy. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. So, so you get the money to to have in the bank there to fund the next project. Because without writers like you remembering in text. Those wonderful days, those wonderful seasons, it gets forgotten and it's yeah. too good to be forgotten. So can I thank you, sir, for your time oh. and for your endeavour to keep alive the 1971-72, <laughs> the greatest season in association football in this country. Thank you, Dan. My, my absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for talking to us, Bob. It's been a pleasure talking to you and spending some time. Lovely. Cheers, mate. And thanks for listening, guys. Good night. God bless all. Thank you. ta a bit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.